السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا حبيبنا شفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد I apologize for being a little bit late uh, in the start the prayer times are shifting around. Inshallah, after today, we will have this dars a full uh, half an hour later. So inshallah, instead of having it at 7.30 central, uh, it will start at uh, 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 8 o'clock central and end at 9 o'clock central. And it will start uh, uh, then uh, accordingly uh, at different times. Uh, um, start at 9 o'clock Eastern and at 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, start at... Uh, six o'clock uh pacific and end at um seven o'clock pacific and uh inshallah whoever cannot catch it live can always catch it on the youtube channel and because we had the request although i would have preferred to aggregate all the views and uh, 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 clicks in one forum so as to be able to leverage it uh, because we have a message that we need to get out and we need to be smart about how we do that. Um, I had requests from some of the brothers, particularly in Indian-occupied Kashmir, uh, that have only access to 2G internet and don't have bandwidth. And I suspect this is the case in a lot of places around the world too, um, that uh, uh, that we can't do streaming of like high-quality video, uh, especially live. So for that reason, uh, we do record the audio and post these to the SoundCloud. And uh, now that they're there from the SoundCloud, anyone is welcome to benefit from them, inshallah, even if you have uh, high-speed internet. So uh, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash hmakbul. And I've also enabled downloads uh, uh, for the audio. So you can download them for, for free from a desktop. If you do it from a mobile, it'll ask you for some updated subscription. You don't have to waste your money on that if you don't want to. Um, uh, you can also from a mobile, if you want to rip the audio, you can do so from scdownloader.com. Uh, 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 a, uh, a disclaimer, I don't know about the, I'm pretty sure it's legal, but like, you know, in case it's not, you can check with your own legal counsel about that. And if it's not, I definitely don't encourage you to do so, but SC Downloader will allow you to rip the audio. From my side, I have no problem with you ripping the audio. Um, it does result in less clicks and less hits. Um, uh, but uh, as does, you know, separating the, the platform uh, amongst a number of platforms. But, you know, marketing isn't everything. And uh, uh, just like we have to build up our platform to get our message out in this world, we also have a uh, an appointment on the other world that we have to be cognizant of. And I don't want anybody to say that, uh, uh, that we uh, forgot our brothers and sisters who are going through difficulty. Uh, that being said, I also want to mention that tonight is, according to our local moon sighting in North America, the 15th night of Sha'ban. And uh, people ask me about it. Um, Malik, rahimullah ta'ala, it's as if he didn't uh, uh, observe uh, in any formal way uh, or concur uh, the barakah this night. Um, however, the later Maliki uh, scholars, and in general, the the tradition of Islam uh, seems to see it as a Mubarak night. Inna anzalnahu fi laylatin mubarakatin. Inna kunna munzilin. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it in, I believe, Surah uh, 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 Al-Hadid. Uh, 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 um, uh, At any rate, uh, 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 so the 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 mention of it is made in the in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so um, although it's not specifically mentioned in the Quran whether it's the 15th of Sha'ban. So the call of some of the some of the Mufassirun is that that's just the Laylatul Qadr that's being referred to it. Uh, um, but uh, it is a uh, it is a call of the ulama that it is the 15th night of Sha'ban. There are many people who say that this happens or that happens on that night. And without saying uh, whether or not uh, I concur. Sorry, it's not Surah Hadith, it's Surah Dukhan. I had a feeling that I'd said something wrong and I did say something wrong. Allah Ta'ala forgive me, it's Surah Dukhan that it's mentioned. Uh, uh, so the, uh, the idea is what is that like? Is that you know some you know there's reports about your deeds being uh, sent up and this and that and I'm not saying again that those are correct or incorrect, but uh, uh, at the bare minimum, a person of tahqiq, a person who reads the the afar and reads the uh, um, you know uh, the the of the aslaf, it's clear that it's a a, a mubarak night. And even Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala is not having observed it formally or publicly. Um, this has to do something with Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala's sensibility, you know. And this is something that, uh, you know, it's tangentially related with a couple of other masail that I wanted to bring up. But I was just looking for an opportunity to bring them up. And that is that, the, that Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala was particularly aware of um, the fact that the precedents that they set and the things that they do and say in that generation are going to impact our civilization for basically the rest of its uh, rest of its lifetime. So he was very conservative, not necessarily, uh, not at all in the like Fox News and Rush Limbaugh, uh, uh, Sean Hannity sense of conservative, uh, but uh, conservative in the sense that he would be very careful to do a practice or opine uh, that something was permissible or, or a sunnah. Uh, uh, out of the, the fear that it would be uh, basically taken as deen afterward. So for that reason, he has a number of peculiar fatawa. Like one of his fatawa is that it's makrood or fast the six days of Sha'ban uh, all in a row, starting from the second of Shawal, which on the on the surface of it, you know, one would wonder what's wrong with that. In fact, many might think it's like superior in some ways to do that. But Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala, he, he considered it makruh Hawaii out of fear that people would think that it's far, that if everyone starts doing it, people will start thinking it's farther, that even it's a sunnah of the Prophet where indeed it's it's not transmitted. It's not a transmitted sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's, uh, that's one fatwa. Another fatwa that's peculiar like that is that he, he Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he used to consider it makru to have masahif, you know, the the the, the copies of the Quran uh, sitting in a shelf in the masjid for people to recite while waiting for the prayers. And why? Because he said that the companions were the Allah who used to recite while waiting for the prayers, but they would recite from memory. They wouldn't recite from masahif. And so this is a, a type of subtlety in uh, in his concern with regards to setting precedent that shows that he was thinking about things on a different level. Uh, and for that reason, the, the 15th of uh, Sha'ban uh, and the observance of its night and day uh, thereafter.
um, they they are, uh, you know, you'll see the later Malikis will will uh, take this up as a practice because it's clear from the Athar that there's some sort of baraka in this night that a, a great number of the Aslaf used to used to uh, uh, um, you know seek out. Um, but Malik himself, that's why he, he probably why he doesn't have nas uh, for it. Uh, it was known in his time, uh, but you know he 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 felt like he was felt unsure whether he wanted to cast in his lot and legitimate it a hundred percent. But that being said, there are a number of Masai in the Sharia that are like this. Not many. There's like a handful of them that the 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 evidence is not doesn't seem preponderant in one direction or another. Whether it's a, uh, a rigorously attested to Sunnah or not. And uh, uh, for that reason, uh, this matter, like other matters, are la yu'maru bihi wa la anhu. Our Mashaikh said that we neither command to it, nor do we forbid other people, uh, command people to it, nor do we forbid them uh, from it. So if somebody doesn't wish to observe this night or seek the barakah of this night, then we don't say that that person is a deviant or that person is wrong or that person is a hater or they're, uh, you know, Irhabi or Wahhabi or Kababi or Shalabi or... Uh, Salafi or Malafi or like whatever you know we don't throw we don't throw uh, labels out at them for that um, that's their that's their opinion and it seems actually to be in line with the the opinion of the Imam uh, of ours uh, although uh, I gave the addendum from before that uh, you know there may be a reason for it that's not that's other than it being completely inauthentic and then the flip side is what is that uh, uh, you know if a person wishes to seek the barakah of this night then we don't throw out a label at them and say, oh, look, you're goofy and Sufi and, you know, uh, 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 whatever, and like bid'ah and whatever. We say no. Uh, maybe particular narrations with regards to the particulars of what happens this night or what doesn't happen this night. Um, this, you know, this may be debatable or disputable or open to sub some subjectivity and so we don't take a hard stance one way or the other but it is clear that it's a mubarak night that our aslaf uh, used to seek um seek the barakah which and when i say aslaf i mean the pious early generations so uh, uh that's that's that and we don't make like a world war about it one way or the other don't get into a fight about it with people and it's not one of those things that the dean is going to live or die because of and it really, you know, if Allah Ta'ala wished it to be such a clear matter, he would have sent a surah in which it says that, you know, it's a bid'ah or it's, you know, the most wajibiest wajib in the world. But, you know, Islam is, the kite of Islam is not going to like fly or, or, or crash because of uh, this one thing. But uh, what we did see, I'll tell you this much, is that our mashaykh in the east and in the west, all of them, they used to seek the barakah this night, uh, including in Mauritania. Uh, they, this was a night that they used to. Uh, uh, spend in, in some devotion and some devotional worship uh, to the Lord, seeking the barakah of it with understanding that there's something that to be gotten from this night that may not be available in other nights. And uh, 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 likewise, uh, uh, they encouraged uh, their families uh, to do so um, without putting an emphasis on it that somehow exceeds the bounds of, uh, of what it is. Um, both in Mauritania and in in uh, the Indian subcontinent, and many of them used to also fast on the day of the fifteenth. It's funny because I actually uh, I got into I think like two thousand seven or something like that. I got into a very long uh, um, internet 
uh, on an email list, like who does that anymore, right? On an email list, a real back and forth with somebody who was like, no, this thing is completely baseless. And I don't even know why I was arguing with them. Just maybe I was fresh out of madrasa and like I wanted to just keep my like research and reading chops up. So like, you know, the person seemed to have like a, a relatively good level of, of understanding knowledge that he brought to the debate. So I just go back and forth with him. And so we got to a point where, and I was told later on that even the brother who, who was responding, it wasn't actually him, it was someone else ghostwriting uh, uh, for him uh, because the person who was actually writing the, the, the responses wasn't allowed in that forum. Uh, and so, fine with me, alhamdulillah, mashallah. So what happened was we got to an impasse where he said, well, you know, the, I said the Malikis, you know, it's written in the Shuruhat of Khalil that it's recommended to fast on the 15th of Sha'ban. And he says, he says, well, of course, it's going to be recommended to fast in the 15th of Sha'ban because the bright days, the Ayam al-Abid is the 13th, 14th and 15th. So that's just that's just because the Ayam al-Abid is not because of um, it's not because it's like some sort of uh, particular uh, um, Baraka in that day. And so uh, <laughs> the last email in that thread was one that I sent in response to that. Uh, it must have been like some 30, 35 emails or something like that back and forth. The last email of the thread was me quoting Qarafi from the Dhaqira fi Furu' al-Malikiyah, which is an awesome book. Anyone who's a student of fiqh, you know, it doesn't matter what madhab you are. That's one of those books in the tradition. Any page, random page you open to and start reading, it's just filled with interesting stuff. It doesn't matter if you're Maliki or not. Qarafi um, was just like a, like a genius. Like I just wonder, he's like one of those people like, you know, like I wonder, like I would just like really like think it would be cool to like just meet him and see like what kind of like, 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 like fantastic, like Lord of the Rings plus Jedi Knight plus like, Jin plus ill like level like uh, you know powers this person must have had in his lifetime to be able to write the way he did. So Qarafi uh, writes uh, something in the chapter regarding Siam that Malik's opinion was that the Ayam al Abid are not the are not the uh, um, are not the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth of the month, but that they're the first, the tenth, and the twentieth of the month. And uh, uh, and so that kind of ended that conversation because if that's the case, then fasting on the fifteenth is not going to count for it. At any rate, it doesn't really end the conversation. I mean, you you would say something back to that as well, but the point is, is that uh, uh, you know, it's not. I myself, you know, out of fairness, will say that this is not like a, such a slam dunk that we would shut down the people who who question the basis of this uh, of this practice. But it's also not like such a spurious bid'ah, like you know, like that you got to pretend like it's just like, uh, uh, you know, it, it was invented by like whatever, Louis Farrakhan or something weird like that. So uh, that's that. By uh, uh, Julian Jihad Abdurrahim, I say, wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my good friend, mashallah. Uh, so we, we continue with reading. Uh, uh, with reading from the text from Ibn Abi Zaid and Nafrawi's commentary on it. Hoping for the barakah of this night, inshallah, whatever barakah there is in this night, inshallah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us spend it in, uh, in, in his obedience and that uh, whatever barakah there is in this night that he give us from it and that uh, inshallah also reading this ilm also is from, from, from our taking of its barakat.
Allah Ta'ala made haram to eat, uh, 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 to consume wealth uh, through uh, uh, the wealth of others uh, through falsehood. And there is a lot of aklu amwal and nasb al-batil happening nowadays. People tack weird hidden fees, hidden charges. They uh, they like, you know, they, they stint one another. They'll say that I'm giving you this or I'm giving you that. But there's all sorts of hidden charges and fees and things like that. And they, you know, stinting means what? There's a whole surah about stinting. وَيْلُ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمُ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُوثُونَ لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ so, a, 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 a curse be upon the mutaffifin. Who are the mutaffifin? When they when they dish out uh, when they when they uh, when it's being dished out to them what they're buying, they demand full measure. Uh, 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 they stint others when they dish out for others, but when it's time for them to get something, they demand full measure. Uh, and don't those people think that they'll be raised uh, up one day, uh, the day where all mankind will have to stand in front of the the Lord of the world? And uh, this is unfortunately kind of how, how this is, that people tack on weird hidden fees and, uh, you know, late fees and this fees and that fees on uh, on stuff. Or they will stint people if they can get away with like stinting on a payment or they get away with, uh, uh, you know, stinting in quality uh, or, or, or cheating in somehow or another or selling something that's expired or selling a used car that has a defect that they somehow are, uh, uh, you know, they, they cover up or whatever it is, all of it, it's curse. That money you're getting or that wealth that you're getting, uh, when you do such a thing, it's the reality of it is what is that's, that, that that person, it looks like they're giving you cash. What they're doing is they're breaking off a piece of the hellfire, a cinder of the hellfire, and they're giving it to you, and it will uh, burn in your pocket, and you won't feel it yet, but a day will come where all of it will be paid to you in full measure. And Allah Ta'ala protect us from such a day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from such a day. Uh, the, uh, you know, this is this is the This is what it means that you owe a man money and you don't pay them. Uh, you know, you borrow it under false uh, 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 false assumptions. You don't pay them back. You owe someone something. You don't pay them in full. You're selling something to somebody and they pay you in full, but you don't give them exactly what they wanted or you hide some sort of defect or whatever. All of these things, Allah made it haram to consume the wealth of another person through falsehood. وَمِنَ uh, الْبَاطِلِ الْغَصْبِ وَالتَّعَدِّ وَالْخِيَانَةِ وَالْرِبَى وَالسُحْتِ وَالْقِمَارُ وَالْغَرَرُ وَالْغِشُّ وَالْخَدِيعَةُ وَالْخِلَابَةُ uh, so uh, he mentions a number of uh, a number of different uh, uh, genuses of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, of 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 consuming the wealth of people through falsehood. So the first he mentions is ghasab. Ghasab is robbery or brigandry by taking 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 someone's property that you're not entitled to by force uh, uh, or by threat. Uh, um, even if you don't actually harm somebody, uh, 
even if you don't harm somebody in the process. So if you say, yeah, here's a gun, stick them up. If you don't give me your wallet, I'll kill you. That's what that's what brigandry or robbery is. And uh, the Sharia has a had punishment in it. And the had punishment for brigandry in our sacred Sharia is what is that a person's right arm uh, and their left leg should be uh, amputated and that person should be crucified. So the Sharia doesn't take kindly to this. The Sharia does not take kindly to this at all. And, uh, um, you know, for those people who are um, uh, criminals in the Muslim world, uh, especially those who are masquerading uh, as some sort of Islamic movement or whatever, any Muslim who you uh, uh, do anything through coercion, this is what you deserve. If you don't get it in this world, you'll get it uh, manifold on the other side. And uh, it's completely haram. You don't have the right to threaten any other Muslim. Um, you have no right to take uh, anything from them through uh, coercion except for uh, what the sacred law allows. And uh, um, those are very few things. Uh, uh, so ta'addi here it means to, uh, Nafrawi uh, defines it as uh, uh, doing something or using another person's property without their, uh, uh, um, without their permission. Uh, or using it in a way that you don't have, you know, that, that you don't have permission to use. And so, you know, that could be like, for example, someone's, uh, you know, someone's, you see someone's things sitting on the, on, on the, you know, in, in a place, but you know, it's not yours. Or you could be doing something that is um, like, you know, something you have permission to use. You know, you have permission, for example, a rental car company, you have permission to drive the car on the road. You don't have permission to drive it like, you know, like 120 miles an hour. You don't have permission to drive it off road. You don't have permission to use it in a way that's going to like uh, damage it somehow or harm it somehow. And so, uh, 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 you know, that's uh, uh, that's that's what that is. Uh, that's also uh, consuming the property of other people uh, uh, through batil, through falsehood. Uh, and so you have to you have to use things in the proper way. And unfortunately, we're we're like we're really bad sometimes about abusing abusing other people's stuff. It could be like privilege at work. It could be public property, you know, uh, uh, parking in a place that you're not allowed to park uh, or, um, you know, using some sort of public property and saying, well, it's, you know, I pay for it through my tax dollars, but in a way that you're, you know, that collectively we as a society don't agree that it's uh, allowed to be used. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's problematic uh, indeed. وَالْخِيَانَةُ وَهُوَ أَخْذُ الْمَالِ مِنَ الْمَحَلِّ الْمَعْذُونِ فِي دُخُولِهِ لِلْآخِذِ كَأَخْذِ الضَّيْفِ أو أَخْذِ الْأَمِينِ مِنَ الْمَالِ الَّذِي اَتُّمِنَ عَلَيْهِ Or treachery. Treachery is what? That someone trusted you with something. Someone trusted you with something and because of their trust, uh, you took advantage of it. So, you know, you test drive a car and then like, take off with it and never come back. You know, these things, these things happen or uh, someone trusted you with their, uh, with their, with their money and you just never give it back to them uh, when they ask for it back. Uh, Khiana or treachery is one of the most uh, uh, despicable, despicable of acts, you know, and people can trust you with more than just their property. Um, and uh, you don't trust anybody with your property. You don't trust any, just anybody with your money. If you don't know that you learn it the hard way. You don't trust anybody with your family. 
until you have tested that person a million times. Uh, um, but uh, this happens sometimes. People are very trusting and then they learn this the hard way. Sometimes circumstances force you to trust somebody even though you don't want to, but you have no other choice. And khiana uh, uh, to uh, uh, be treacherous with somebody after having trusted them. It's one of the most ugly deeds and it's not something that a person of Iman does. And if someone has done it in the past, um, they should suck it up and uh, recompense the person that they that they uh, betrayed uh, before a day comes when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take vengeance uh, for every wrong. Uh, and that day will come. That day will come. And that day, you know, uh, you being uh, having a beard or a niqab or hijab or praying five times a day or uh, fasting the month of Ramadan or crying when the Quran is being recited or being from a particular family or being born to Islam or being a convert to Islam or any of the, none of those things are going to, none of those things are going to spare you or save you on that day from uh, the vengeance for treachery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, cleanse our ummah from, uh, from the people of treachery and whatever uh, sick part of the heart that we have that is inclined toward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cleanse it from our hearts. It really is one of the most ugly and despicable of things. And, uh, you know, a good person and a clean person couldn't live, them, live with themselves uh, 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 through treachery. Not only would they not desire, uh, not desire the, the, the money of treachery, but they would rather just die um, than betray a trust that was given to them. And that's how our forefathers used to live. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq um, and protect us and save us. There are many, many shortcomings and shortfalls a, a believer can have. Treachery is just not one of them. Where riba and transacting in interest, transacting in usury, so riba is interesting. I mean, there's a whole chapter. So he mentions riba and uh, 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 he'll mention in a second. Qimar and gharar. So he mentions riba, which is usury, and suht, uh, which is ill-gotten wealth uh, 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 of any times in general. فَصَرَ بَعْضُهُمْ بِرَشْوَةِ عَلَى الْإِمْضَاءِ الْحُكُمِ بِمَا يَأْخُذُهُ الشَّاهِدَ عَلَى الشَّهَادَتِهِ وفي معنى ذلك النحر البغي وهو ما تأخذه المرأة مما يزني بها وحلوان الكاهن والثمن الكلب والقرد والسؤال للتكثير وثمن الجاه وهو ما يأخذه الرجل من غيره على شفاعة شفاعة سواء اشترته الشافع uh, so he mentions that you know there are a number of different opinions with regards to suht, what it means. Um, but in general, the idea of suht is it's ill-gotten wealth. Uh, one of the opinions is the uh, um, the money of bribery uh, uh, that a person is that a person takes for some, for just doing what their job was anyway. That if you ask somebody for money, for example, to sign a paper that it's their job to sign or to bear witness for something that they're supposed to bear witness to anyway, um, uh, uh, or to let them pass when they're supposed to let them pass anyway. Uh, um, uh, so uh, that's one of the tafsirs of suht is, is uh, rashwa, uh, al uh, bribery. And uh, one of the tafsir of it is uh, um, the price that is paid to a prostitute. Uh, that uh, that's also haram. So to be a prostitute is bad, and to be a pimp also is bad. Um, and there's a whole you know there's a whole cascade of malalim that happened with that. By the way, this is a good time to bring up 
the fact that that trafficking is like such a just a, such a horrible issue, um, and it's always been a horrible issue that people should take like young girls, minor girls, and then subject them to a level of abuse that kind of destroys their destroys their self-esteem and self-worth and makes them pliable in order to be used. And uh, I mean, I just read like these uh, just distressing, uh, distressing articles about uh, about trafficking where, you know, these girls will be put to work and they'll have to basically, uh, um, uh, they'll have to basically sleep with like so many different, uh, uh, I don't even want to say men, you know, because a real man wouldn't do that. But uh, so many different uh, clients uh, in, a, in, in a night and they basically use them and wear them down to the point where they die. And the average lifespan of a trafficked girl is, is just a couple of years at maximum. And uh, they'll literally, they'll die. They'll either kill themselves or drugs or uh, disease or uh, being overworked or malnourished or you know, by their by their own hands or all sorts. Of, they just meet a horrible death. And uh, whoever would do that to another human being, whoever would do that to somebody's daughter or son or boys are trafficked as well, whoever would do that to another human being, um, just that person may the scourge of Allah Ta'ala be upon them. May uh, they never uh, see any happiness or any uh, uh, joy in this life or in the next. Uh, and uh, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala curse their every breath and their every step and every uh, blink of their eye. Uh, 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 until or unless they repent and make good for for uh, what they've done for you know to harm in terms of harm to others and uh, how how are you going to how even if you repent how are you going to uh, make it up to somebody you know Malik rahimullah ta'ala his tafsir is that, that the only way a murderer can be spared from the hellfire is if uh, 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 you know even if they repent to Allah and Allah, Allah forgives them uh, that the only way they can be spared from the hellfire is that the person that they murdered forgives them. That's why murder is one of the worst of crimes because that person, you cut their life short in a way that uh, causes their affairs not to be in order. So that person may be may, may go to the hellfire because of your uh, having murdered them and they're definitely going to be disinclined to forgive you. You know, They're going to be very disinclined to forgive you. So so many people will burn in the hellfire because of murder. A person should be very careful about taking the life of another. And so when you do that to a trafficked person, you know, through that first abuse, you take away from that human being certain things that uh, uh, that really you cannot heal. You know, it's like taking a vase and shattering it. You can't like, you can glue it back together again, but it will never be together, you know. And uh, uh, that's why it's such a horrible, uh, it's such a horrible crime. And you know, people might be like, "Well, look, I, you know, it's the 15th of Shaban, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a human trafficker. Or I don't, you know, use the services of prostitutes or whatever." But the fact of the matter is, many of these uh, uh, services, uh, uh, you know, quote unquote, you know, uh, services, they're also how, for example, pornography works. Um, and this is one of the uh, one of the big pushes in the movement, even amongst non-religious people, uh, uh, to shut down pornography. Is that like all of these pornography websites? Uh, oftentimes, they'll have uh, they'll have material and content that is is taken from uh, uh, those uh, uh, girls or those boys, for that matter, who are uh, trafficked, and uh, you know, like. <laughs> A normal person doesn't wake up one day and say like, oh, look, I want to uh, stuff for like, you know, sell my body or put my body on display 
it's not part of it's not part of hayat even if a person is not a muslim you know obviously we know that it's haram but even people who don't have a law that tells them it's haram it's just like not not a normal thing that people want or normal thing that people desire there's some sickness or another that causes a person to get to that point and more often than not it has to do with coercion it may not be coercion in every instance but the coercion happened in the instances leading up to um, uh, the 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 instance at hand, which may lead to a, solf, a false set a sense of uh, 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 um, what is the word that they use Cons consent, you know, like a false type of consent. But it's like a consent of like, what the hell? I'm already a broken and useless person anyway. I've been coerced to do this thing so many times in the past that like, you know, what's the point of me getting killed or dying or being beaten or being, uh, you know, in some cases uh, shunned or ostracized or denied this, that, or the other thing uh, to say no to the thing that was already taken from me by force. And so, uh, you know, that's really bad. And really we need to have, um, we need to have in our masajid, uh, uh, we need to have khutbahs about this. Why? Because again, the masjid public may not necessarily be the group of people that is, um, going to uh, uh, you know pay for uh, uh, pay for uh, you know such a, a abhorrent uh, thing uh, to be done with these girls or with these boys. However, mashallah, masjid people are a very diverse set of people. We have Uber drivers, we have cab drivers, we have convenience store owners, we have hotel owners, we have you know uh, police officers, we have doctors, we have nurses, we have. All sorts of people that interact with the public and they should be able to see the telltale signs of who's being trafficked because if you live in a very sheltered environment you don't see like a man and woman down the street and think hey maybe this guy is like you know basically keeping this woman by coercion and like um you know forcing her to do x y and z you mean you know you may not that may not occur to you occur to you but there are telltale signs that you can see and oftentimes if someone can say something in the in the right uh, moment uh, it can result in uh, someone being freed from such a, a torment or such a torture, um, and so you know that's that's something that I think it's it's worth mentioning. And uh, you know, I don't know like if somebody wants to reach out to me directly uh, or in the contact, uh, you know, like contact me like offline or whatever. You know, whoever works in this uh, field or has some idea about this field, I would like to know. I would like to know who is. A dependable uh, organization that works in these things and doesn't have some sort of agenda to like completely uh, destroy religion because oftentimes you know there are all sorts of intersectional agendas and the intersections are not always good ones uh, and so I would like to have uh, you know some access to um, resources that we can develop training for imams for scholars for community people um, in order for them to educate the public of what to look for uh, in order to uh, in order to to do so uh, to to disrupt this process without having to uh, you know join the great alphabet continuum if you uh, if you understand what I'm saying uh, um, because the moral teachings of Islam doesn't uh, it doesn't condone trafficking but it doesn't mean that we have to like uh, throw out uh, all of our morality uh, just in order to uh, in order to participate in in the disruption of of this particular evil so. Uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the aqwal about what suht is is the price that a soothsayer uh, takes or a oracle takes because uh, the soothsayer and the oracle will lie about knowing the unseen and they don't know the unseen and uh, so that money is cursed as well uh, or the 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 money that a beggar who takes that doesn't have to beg he's just 
getting more and more money faking to be a person in need, uh, whereas he just doesn't want to work. Um, that's also cursed money, uh, um, you know. And so there's there's a, a there's a number of different aqwal he has. At any rate, all of that suht is haram. Riba is actually, according to Malik rahimahullah tabarak wa taala, the the uh, greatest of sins after kufr. Uh, it's the greatest of sins. And the definition of riba is the most basic definition of riba isn't what people think of, which is like bank interest. The most basic definition of riba is what they call riba al fadl, which is I'll sell you one quantum of dates for a different quantum of dates. I'll sell you one quantum of money for a different quantum of money. I'll sell you one quantum of, uh, uh, of for example, wheat for another quantum of wheat. You know, so like selling someone one dollar for two dollars, this is a bogus transaction. This transaction brings no value to the system. It brings no value to anybody. It's a fake transaction. It's just uh, it's just vulm. It's a basically theft that's uh, dressed up uh, to go to the party, like Halloween, like theft put on the costume of, of business and went to the party. But there's no benefit in society in it at all. And it's really funny. You know, like a lot of people, they tell me like, they're like, oh, well, you know, Islam is a really medieval uh, understanding of market economies and economies don't actually work like that and blah, 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 and this and that and other thing. And like, how can a, how can economies, you know, function without, without interest? Look, the Ottoman Empire was a multinational, multilinguistical, multicultural, multireligious empire. Um, and, and uh, uh, you know, later on, maybe they used to deal in usurious loans, but that was more a matter of being subdued by foreign powers uh, before its uh, eventual collapse than anything else. Or, uh, 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 you know, it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the, the, the thing that the system was built on. Uh, and same thing with the Rashidun state, same thing with Banu Umayyah, same thing with Banu Abbas, um, and same thing with a number of different Muslim empires. Uh, and so it is possible to run a, a, an economy without riba. In fact, the economy runs better without riba. Uh, and when people ask me this question, like, isn't this a bit naive and like, you know, you can't do that anymore or whatever. I say, look, let's simplify examples. Okay. Imagine all of the world's people, instead of there being 7 billion, there's just two of them. And one person has $100, the other person is broke. And so if the person with $100, which represents the wealthy class, says to the broke person, hey, look, I'll lend you $100. Uh, 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 you pay me back after, pay me $150 back after a year, okay? Will that person ever be able to pay the $150 back? No, because only $100 exists. That's the problem with riba. That's why uh, uh, the economy goes through cycles of booms and busts. That's why, uh, uh, you know, uh, most money uh, doesn't exist in real life. It's just all fake zeros that are being cranked out on paper. And uh, that's why uh, it's not possible for all loans to be repaid in full. And it, it's a, a remarkably destabilizing force. And one of the reasons why it actually works so well is that people would rather labor under the illusion of fake money uh, because of their love of money. So they'll, they'll crank out the labor rather than dealing with what actually exists in the world. And, uh, uh, you know, there is a, uh, you know, okay, I'm not like an economist, so, you know, whoever is an economist and a philosopher will probably listen to what I say and be like, well, that's really super oversimplified and stay in your lane, moldy and blah, blah, blah. And I accept that's a valid criticism. Part of it is 
because yes, I'm not a, a, a like a super like recognized like you know uh, a Nobel Prize winning winning economist or whatever. Part of it is also because of the constriction of time because we're not here to talk about economics. But uh, uh, you know, there's an individual I met when I was in Pakistan by the name of Dr. Asad Zaman. He claims to be the youngest uh, 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 graduate, I believe, of of of, of uh, Caltech. No, not Caltech. Maybe MIT or MIT or Caltech. One of the two. Um, uh, he he uh, received a PhD and he left it and he went back to Pakistan. Why? His PhD was in economics. And he said, I asked him. I said, Why would you like go and like teach in this international university in Islamabad after having been uh, an instructor at Caltech, which is a very elite, uh, a very elite uh, uh, institution to say the least? He said uh, he said because I felt inside I couldn't uh, uh, I couldn't uh, uh, perpetuate this system which is designed to completely like go through the cycle of boom and bust I couldn't like uh, perpetuate it in good consciousness and so I, I felt that the only way of the only way of like earning my living uh, without being guilty for like perpetuating this this system which is itself like uh, fraudulent in its cyclical nature in a way that will cause uh, massive windfalls in cash uh, 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 takings and rakings by the elite classes on a cyclical basis and massive suffering for the public. Um, you know, like the only the only thing I could do is teach uh, an alternative to it. And he's not alone in, in, in saying that. And if you want to really get into it, inshallah, I welcome you to contact him or individuals like him in order to talk about that. But the point is, is this, is that, look, if there's only $100 in the system and there's two people and the person who has $100 loans it to the person who doesn't and says, give me $150 later, that other $50 doesn't exist. There's no way that he's going to be able to pay him back. It's going to be what? It's going to necessarily mean what? It's going to necessarily mean slavery because that person will will labor and toil in order to pay that that person that money back and uh, uh, um, they're not going to be able to pay it back. Now, the argument then comes in like, well, maybe he'll take the $100 and he'll make something or he'll um, use it you know, in a business and that business will prosper and he'll pay back. It says, yes, some of the time that will happen, some of the time the business will fail. And that person, the price of failure is what that they'll enter into. Again, debt slavery to the person who has the money and all the risk is on one party. None of the risk is on the other party, which is completely unjust. And uh, uh, and so the ribal fadl is is this bogus transaction in which you pay uh, one amount, one, you know, one quantum of one commodity for a different quantum of the same commodity. So say I'll give you ten dollars for fifteen dollars, and then the bank interest is like a variation on that transaction because it it includes time in it as well. And so people say, well, what about the time value of money that you could have been doing something with that money? That's why Islam encourages investment that the person who has the money is an investor says hey look i'll pay pay you this much you give me a percentage of your business if they make money they make money together and if they sink they sink together one party puts it gives the idea and puts in the labor the other party puts in the money or they put money in at disparate uh, rates and they receive um what you call they receive the 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 profit from it at disparate rates or at the, at the rates that they agree upon uh, or if there's a loss, they take the loss together. But that's not slavery. That's just everybody. If we succeed, we succeed together. And if we uh, if we fail, we fail together. And there's an incentive then uh, for all parties to push towards success. 
And that's that's essentially what that issue is. And so when people say, how can a system work without uh, RIBA? I, I give this example and turn the example around and say, how can a system work with RIBA? I don't know how it can work with RIBA, except for having these cyclical busts where like huge amounts of fake and bogus debt have to be uh, uh, erased from the system uh, uh, combined with like, you know, increasing just printing more and more zeros. Like if you gather, you know, they have this huge multi-trillion dollar stimulus, you know, Steve Mnuchin and, and uh, Donald Trump are going to sign uh, checks and send checks to you. Mashallah, Mubarak, Mubarak, inshallah. Donate to ribot.org forward slash donate, you know, uh, or whatever, you know, like this. Gonna, what is it? Where is that money coming from? Do you think that, that that amount of cash actually exists in the world? It doesn't. Um, they're just basically printing more zeros. Now, someone can say, well, Sheikh, is it is it permissible to like transact in modern paper money? Uh, um, you know, given that it's all fake zeros and blah, 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 and it's based on this like really usurious and horrible system. I'm like, yeah, it's not, but like, you know, until you can do something about it, I'm not going to like, you know, it's not going to be my every khutbah, but the hope is that the Muslims, if they could get together and, you know, I don't know, like stop killing each other or like stop, you know, being racist against each other or like work with one another, trust one another. Uh, you know, believe the ulama when they say, you know, you should take your socks off when you make wudu or like you should eat halal or whatever, you know, if they could be on the same page at that at that level, one would hope they would be in a position to relieve, uh, uh, relieve God's creation from the blight and the curse uh, of the slavery of, uh, of, of riba and of debt. Uh, until then, it's another list on the list of things to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, raised from amongst uh, uh, his his pious and righteous creation, those people who have the himma and the courage uh, to fix uh, what is broken uh, um, and to uh, take the oppressor by the hand and hold his hand back uh, from his oppression so that people can live uh, with one another uh, in, in, in harmony, mutual prosperity. And uh, until that day, until that day comes, if it comes or if it doesn't come, no one said that this dunya was meant to be perfect. Um, there will be some people who will cast their lot in and in their words and their deeds and their actions and their professions with the oppressor and there are people who cast their lots in with the oppressed and some of those who cast their lot in with the oppressor are gonna uh, come all muslimy and look all uh, bearded in hijab and niqab and kebabed out and uh, you know they're going to come with turbans and they're gonna say oh the sunnah this and they're gonna tell you hadith and ayat and all they're doing is like a paid for mercenary smile or grin on behalf of, uh, of, of shaitan uh, and Allah Ta'ala protect us from such people. Anyone who rubber stamps uh, uh, dhulm, uh, that person, uh, we have nothing to do with them and they have nothing to do with us. Allah Ta'ala protect us from ever, uh, uh, you know, being tempted by that, by that money, which is also aklu amwal and nasb and batil and it's also suht. And unfortunately, there are many people who take it nowadays, even from amongst the learned. Allah uh, Ta'ala um, protect us uh, uh, from that. But the point is, is that uh, it's, it's haram. It's very haram. It's more haram than murder. In fact, it's probably what causes most wars to happen. People blame wars on religion. Uh, and, uh, and I, you know, I don't really think, you know, like, I don't really think like I'm a relatively religious person and I've never like had this feeling like we have to go kill all the Jews or kill all the Christians or whatever, you know, like generally we get along just fine. We have inner interfaith dialogues and they're all smiles and uh, uh, handshakes and respect. Um, as far as I can tell, wars happen not because of religion, but more because of people's greed and, uh, uh, you know, what causes uh, famine and want and uh, uh, what causes people to leave their homes from hunger and have to fight in order to survive. 
uh, more than uh, more than this usurious system Allah knows best. So I think it makes sense. Uh, that this is basically the worst sin a person can do, um, uh, 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 short of kufr, which is not a sin, but it's disbelief, uh, and it really literally seeds seeds the, uh, uh, the 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 wicked crop of every other sin uh, through it because 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 of the inequality it will sow uh, and the disparity in wealth it will sow it will make drive people through necessity to basically put those things on the menu and make those options uh, 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 um, something they think about in order to survive that they otherwise that no decent person would have thought about uh, with regards to selling that which shouldn't be sold, taking that thing that shouldn't be taking, taken, fighting that person that shouldn't be fought, etc., etc. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, people, people, uh, people should be careful about what they comment uh, in the comment section unless they wish to hear something that they don't want to hear about themselves. So we continue. Uh, Qimar is uh, uh, gambling Again, you know, someone might say What's wrong with Muslims? People are just trying to have a fun time Look, if you want to have a fun time Then go play a game of soccer You know, you want to go If you want to have a fun time Then, uh, uh, like, you know Have a foot race with one another You want to have a fun time Then, like, you know Make some chai and have good conversation uh, Um You don't uh, You don't uh, You don't do something that is a a f you know, dressed up as a financial transaction that gives absolutely no benefit to anybody um, in the world. And uh, that's what gambling is. It's basically uh, making money and losing money. And like secret, you're always going to lose. Uh, uh, um, you, know, you know, and making it look like a financial transaction, but there's no benefit in it at all. And uh, this is one of the, the, the dumbest things in the world is when uh, the economies crash in a place Oftentimes, as a, a desperate, a desperate uh, 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 ploy for uh, for for funds, many states will say, "Okay, we'll introduce a lottery, or we'll introduce, uh, you know, we'll give like limited licenses for casinos for tax revenue purposes, and we'll like, you know, uh, it'll raise this much revenue, and then we'll have money for education, we'll have money for this, we'll have money for that." Well, the problem is that gambling is basically you build that hotel. Um, and the hotel is not free. You build that casino. The casino is not free. Um, you build it all for, you know, on what? On, on Someone pays for it, right? And so all of that is a waste of money to build an institution where nothing beneficial happens, where people will come and, you know, spend $1,000 and come home with like 800 or come home with nothing sometimes, you know? And uh, I know people, and uh, gambling is addictive, and I know people who have gambling addictions, and they're like otherwise normal and good people, but once they get stuck in it, uh, a person who is like a very accomplished person, you know, they may be like a medical doctor or, or an engineer or a pharmacist or an IT professional or a businessman and be very competent in so many ways. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, for lack of trusting their instinct with regards to basic arithmetic or common sense, there's something inside of a person that, that like they get addicted to this thing, the rush, the thrill of it, which is you want to rush or you want to thrill, then, you know, I don't know, go, go skydiving, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, get into a, a foot race with like a with 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 like a horse. I don't know. There's plenty of ways to get thrill that's like much more useful than than uh, uh, than this. And then what ends up happening is that they'll spend all of their rent money, spend all the money that they need to take care of their children. And then again, what happens? Just like in Riba, they become desperate at the end of it, and then you you know they'll commit crimes. And you have to have police to jail them and put the pieces together. And where is the family going to live if rent is not being paid? Causes like all of this ca cascade of problems. And so it's like slash and burn. The government, in order to get like $2,000 worth of revenue, is going to end up causing, you know, like causing a $10,000 problem. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. There's no benefit in it. And it, it allows a type of behavior activity, which is not the behavior activity of productive members of society. And one group of people profits from it and they get rich off of it. Another group of people suffers, which is the wives and the children or the dependents of those people who go and waste all of their money. Because people say, well, it's a victimless crime. The person enters into it voluntarily. Nobody forces them to do it. Well, it's a dumb thing. And there are people who are victimized by it because of the their uh, psychological um, uh, propensity for uh, this type of addiction. And no good comes from it. And again, like we mentioned yesterday, if you think you're going to profit off of harming other people, you got another thing coming. So you have all these poor people. They've been buying lottery tickets for a lifetime, and they never win the lottery. And uh, um, you know, but they just have false hope. Whereas if they had actually done something for themselves, or uh, you know, uh, saved the money and spent it, uh, you know, in a good way, or lived within their means, or budgeted, or you know, just done something. Like you know, I get the fact that like yeah, like not going to Starbucks one day a week, you know, or cutting back like that is not going to make you part of the 1%. But at the same time, you know, uh, just because that's not the solution to the problem doesn't mean that doing something that's actually harmful is not harmful anymore, if that makes any sense to people. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, um, uh, you know, we, we, encourage people not to, to do these things or not to sanction these things. And that's the, that's the, 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 like, the very um, materialist outlook. The spiritual outlook is what is that the money that a person does win from it when they win it, quote unquote, win its curse itself a loss. And so you see uh, people who like win the lottery, what happens? They squander their money. They end up making enemies out of their family. They make up enemies out of their friends. They end up making friends with shallow people who are just there after their money. Many of them end up reporting uh, 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 that they're much less happy afterward than they were from before. Uh, and a lot of them just end up killing themselves. Why? Because ill-gotten wealth is cursed. There's a curse in it, and uh, I would rather I would rather spend my uh, uh, my halal salary and live month to month than take uh, 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 that thing which is haram and uh, uh, and and, and uh, quote unquote enjoy it, uh, so that I can destroy my life in this world and then destroy my salvation in the hereafter. Uh, I hope COVID cleans out all of the. Uh, poker tables uh, uh, of Vegas inshallah it has it's closed it's closed the uh, um, it's closed many of the casinos uh, uh, and uh, the problem is is this is that all actions are by intentions so as long as there's a sucker who uh, uh, you know thinks that that's that's a good thing and who are who are I mean like what happens with that that casino money you know who Sheldon Adelson is uh, he's a, 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 a very anti-muslim person who backs the worst candidates in every election, uh, uh, as well as a a, a big uh, a donor and pusher and lobbyist for uh, the Zionist cause, uh, 
um, and I have no problem with Jews, although many we may disagree uh, uh, about many things. I don't have a problem with the prosperity of Jews. I don't have a problem with Jews having a lot of money. I don't have a problem with them being happy. I don't, I don't have a problem with any of those things. But like the Israeli state, uh, anyone who wants to look me in the eye and say that it's not a racist state or it's not itself like perpetrating a type of vun, which should be a shame for anyone who believes in the Torah, um, that person is just being disingenuous, and uh, I'm I'm very happy not to agree with such a person. That's all what it's casino money, it's haram money. Obviously, you're not going to support vuln from uh, uh, you know clean and uh, well gotten money. So we 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 definitely don't look kindly uh, upon uh, such people. And unfortunately, uh, you know, as much as uh, it's a nice pastime to blame other people, I gave the khutbah in Las Vegas uh, in the Jamia Masjid of Las Vegas once before having graduated from Madrasa. And uh, I could see all the major casinos from the windows of the uh, of the Jamia Masjid, and I wonder why you people even live here. Like, you know, we should all buy umbrellas in case rocks start falling out of the sky. And I was told out of the top ten uh, casinos in Vegas, like three of them, um, three of them, the managers were Muslims. And I think like they actually were people who went to Juma. Like one of them, I think, was a Muslim, like by birth or like whatever ethnicity or or whatever, which. It doesn't really count, I guess, uh, uh, theologically, but like, I, you know, as an identity identifies as Muslim, but like the other two, I think actually come to Jawan and things like that, um, uh, or at least uh, attempt to practice some sort of deen and say they believe in the Quran and believe in Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ And so like, you know, no need to point fingers at other people. You know, we have we have a, a fair number of scumbags that, uh, that uh, um, you know, uh, that, that claim to be part of our group and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them hidayah as well uh, and if we weren't so in love with people's money uh, we would have enough self-respect to uh, straighten them out but uh, Allah, Allah protect us well gharar well ghish inshallah I think gharar and ghish we can talk about uh, uh, tomorrow um, again to uh, uh, repeat inshallah tomorrow our dars will be at, uh, 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 like we said from before, uh, it will be at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, and 6 o'clock uh, uh, Pacific. And if you can't make it, uh, it's okay. You can always listen to the recording afterward, uh, or you can listen to it on SoundCloud as well. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, give us tawfiq to take this Mubarak ilm which is there for our benefit in this world and the hereafter, and it's there for our longevity and our prosperity in this world and the hereafter. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa described things as a ship, you know, that in najaw najaw jami'an, wa in halaku halaku jami'an, wa in najaw najaw jami'an, that everybody on that ship, if we if we float, if, we're, if we make it to our destination and we're saved, we're all saved together. And if we sink, uh, uh, all of us will sink together. Uh, at least in this world. Um, uh, so we have an incentive in making the world a better place. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep the ship afloat. May Allah ta'ala enable those people who uh, uh, encourage good behavior on the ship and all of those people who uh, are, are trying to drill holes in the side and do other type of nonsense. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise from amongst his creation those who will take them by the hand and spare them from their own selves and spare the rest of the creation from their uh, from from their stupidity wa sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh